Hey, it's SJ. And Ray Ray. And we're here to talk to you again. And we actually have a name for our podcast now. It's really exciting. Would you like to share it, Ray? Sure. Are you sure you want me to share it? Yeah, I feel like it'd be nice in your voice. Thank you. The name of our podcast is Slightly Spiritual. Because we actually are. Slightly. (laughs) Spiritual. More slightly. Yeah. Um, I try to leave, lead a spiritual life. Um, I just did something spiritual right before I came here, actually, and I am currently fondling my own crystals. <laughs> Watch the word fondle. Um, I also am fondling crystals. Yeah. I currently have um, some rose quartz, some amethyst, and what's this one called? Do you remember? It's. I do not. It's orangish. I have these two, which you can't see. <laughs> I understand that. But. They're heart-shaped-ish, because I like to like the way they feel Yeah, in that shape. Mine are heart-shaped, too. Um, so, you know, last week, or however often this podcast will be published. Actually, yes, last week. That's when that we, was last week. We talked last week. Um, we were on a roll, because we were excited to have started a Fatsa Maroni, <gasps> which is... Did we tell them last week? We I did? believe we did, but just in case. Everyone needs to know what a Fatsa Maroni is. It's not a real thing. Well, it is. No, I don't is. think it's a real word. So shout out to Wally Bernstein. Might it be a real word, though? No, I don't think so. I don't okay. research it, but I believe Wally Bernstein made it up. I love his name so much. <laughs> oh, my God. You would have loved Wally Bernstein. Quick story about Wally Bernstein. When he was at my house once, we um, just got a wood-burning stove, and it was Shabbat dinner, and we put the wood-burning stove on, or we put wood in it. I don't know what you call it. You fire it, yes. whatever. And it got so hot that Wally danced around the house in his underwear for the rest of the night. Did he have tidy whities He did. Oh, my God. How did I know? Because he's Wally Bernstein. So Wally Bernstein was my parents' best friend, his wife, Phoebe. And they used to have us over. And everybody, the kids, the parents, the adults, everyone, this sounds weird again, got, would get in bed together. And, and hang out. And would they always watch something or just no, kind of all the No, I don't think they the had TVs in the room back then because they were kind of anti-TV. But I don't know what we did. Um, we sang dirty songs. Yeah, so that's getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really dirty song I have to sing you one day, but I have to get it approved first. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in private and when we're having our thoughts of Maroni. Uh, later tonight. Um, so we were having our gathering in the bed uh, watching... Northern Exposure, but we found out last night. Northern Exposure is the hardest show in the world to fucking watch. Why? Dudes, that's not okay. You can't find it. And I looked it up and it said, you can't stream it anywhere. I found two episodes. And if you want to watch the whole thing, it's like cutting off your leg. Because I think it was like $3,000. <laughs> Probably not, but. No, it's it's a lot though. Um, so it's we, a lot for yoga teachers. Yeah, we're looking for suggestions on how to watch Northern Exposure. Meanwhile, we have gone to Sex in the City. And I think it was pretty awesome that we were We did both, not actually go to Sex in the City. We, we're watching it. We're just watching it. Yeah, we, we went to the bed and watched it. <laughs> um, so we a- actually were on the same episode, which is the Valley of the 20-something Guys. I think it's something like that. And I think that that's very interesting because of the dating situation. Dating? Dun, dun, dun. That makes me sick. Yes. So I think, is that show completely about dating? Well, mostly. Hmm. Hmm. About dating and drinking. <laughs> and and girl relationships. Yes. Friendships. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Which could be a lot like dating in some ways. That's true. Huh. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about that a lot with um friendships, how they 
Um, so I wanted to share something from this teacher that I follow named Pema Chodron. And she says, uh, basically, the development of trust is a growing confidence that the nature of things is to change and to fall apart and become something else. And you don't have to freak out about it. Right. You don't have to freak out. It, it turns out you don't. Huh. But I regularly do. Me too. And so. How do you not freak out? One of my teachers says that whatever you practice, you get good at. And I'm very excellent at freaking out. Um, because I've practiced it. I've practiced my ass off. I'm a apparently. fucking badass at it too. Dude, you're a champion. <laughs> we should get gold gold medals, gold coins. We could give ourselves that for, for freaking Trophies. out. Champions. You're yeah. You'll get a trophy. And, and you know, I've been thinking about it in relation to. You know, I was dating and now I'm currently single and I was thinking about how much more personally I take a a breakup, a romantic breakup, um, than uh, friends going separate ways. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I've had a really hard time with whenever friends outgrow each other. Um, but there, it's definitely a different feeling and I'm wondering, is it just because of sex hmm. or is it because... Um, we make up this, uh, I don't know, princess, prince on I the white horse thing and it's dashed. I'm not sure. I think there is some, I don't know. I can only speak for me cause well, I know everything, but, <laughs> but I won't admit that. Yes, I did. But <laughs> I think it's a little bit of that, this fantasy, this fairy tale. And cause for me, let's say I'm talking to somebody. And I have friends and they might not respond to my texts for days. I don't give a shit. They're doing something. Exactly. They're busy. It's five minutes and this guy hasn't responded and suddenly he's ghosted me and my world ended. That's exactly what I have been noticing um, because this person I was dating, they were, when we first started dating, they were extremely attentive. You know how you send your representative in first when you first start dating and their representative and maybe them are very, very attentive. And then um, they're, you know, they have kids, they have a life and the attention would, it would come and go. And sometimes it would be, really um barely there but not nearly as barely there as some girlfriends that I just assume are going to be in my life but why there was it felt like there was so much it was so important for the guy to stay in touch whenever you know I mean you and I talk every day right but if we didn't I wouldn't assume you didn't love me right. or that I didn't. was worth worthless if it took you 20 minutes or two days to respond to a text, or I think you're busy, you got, you forgot, no big deal. But, and especially you were busy, you had other stuff going on. I'd be okay with that. Okay, my friend has something else going on. Who cares? Not who cares, I'm glad you have something else yeah. going on. But I wouldn't take it as like, I'm not important anymore because they didn't want to do something with me every second. But that text that doesn't get answered right away from a guy, holy crap, it's ridiculous. And it's not just that what they might think or not think about me, but it kicks up this story that somehow I don't matter. That's exactly what it is. And and I'm fascinated with this because what this the quote that I shared says, I mean, it's the freaking only constant is change. We know this. We know people come and go. It makes no sense for people to be side by side on their paths their whole lives. I mean, it would be a miracle. Uh, it wouldn't be that fun either. I know, right? So it's natural for it to come and go. And and I have been watching myself through this breakup, like this intense grief. Um, and And also it's amazing because I've never had such awesome friendships in my life because I'm actually emotionally available to the women in my life. So I'm starting to feel, I guess I'm so, the ice queen, 
the ice bitch is starting to thaw out, people. It's pretty awesome. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> I kind of, you know, I'm getting better. But I tend to have um, a big guard. So I think I am letting more females in my life. I still, I, I did let my guard down a little recently and send somebody an email that was a little more emotional than I'm used to being. I'm not the most. A em- love interest. Not, not a female, right? No, not a female, a boy. Uh-huh. I guess Ooh. he's not really a boy. Ooh. I mean, a guy, a whatever. A man. A man. Oh my God, a man. <laughs> Seems ridiculous. Case were, in case you were wondering, yes, it's a man. Um, but I let my guard down a little bit. And for me, that's very hard. And I still don't know if he's read it. And that's awesome that you see you're a sane, happy woman today. Um, mostly sane. Mostly sane. Somewhat sane. <laughs> Maybe we should change the podcast to somewhat sane. I thought about that for a minute, but I was like, <laughs> I think I also went and did CrossFit this morning and then took a yoga class. Yeah. So that helps a lot. I need to move my ass. I find that when I'm dating, I have to put living SJ's life into high gear. Like I have to pay so much attention to what I love to do. Singing, uh, practicing scales, keeping in touch with the people in my spiritual community, uh, going to yoga, teaching yoga, taking fucking walks, like reading books, taking myself out for, um, for meals. I have to actively date myself while I'm dating someone else or I freak out. I freak out just in general, but I'm not a (laughs) dater. So like growing up, I didn't like go on dates. Same. I'm a serial monogamous. No. Well, yeah, I guess, but I wasn't, oh no, I wasn't in high school and college. I was a serial (laughs) slut. I will openly say it. I'm fine with that word. I was a little trashy. Uh-huh. Sorry, right. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I thought I should change my world and not be, I don't know, maybe not go home with someone new all the time. It wasn't even like the same. It wasn't someone new all the time. It was usually the same people. It just wasn't a relationship. And then I did have a relationship and it was really long and that's weird. But we didn't date either. We went from like we met one night and a week later he moved in. Wow. Our first date was, I was going clothes shopping. He decided to tag along. And then we were just never apart from then. Yeah, so that's interesting. No, he came home with me the first night. Okay. Nothing happened. So that's a very small period of dating. Maybe it was dating-ish. And then the person I'm talking to now, we, I don't know, we never get to see each other. So I can't really call yeah. it dating. Um, But yeah, I'm not a good dater. I don't like dating. I don't like small talk. So is it just that we know that we need to know that there's someone there for us in this like partner slot and that, um, in the relationship I was just in, it was, I so uneasy because I was constantly checking to see if he was in or out of the slot. And, um, and I, before that, well, I took a year off of dating, but before that, I was dating someone who lived six hours away and that was a three year thing. And, and, um, and before that I was married. Um, I still think that's crazy that you're married. I don't know. know. Everyone, everyone's like, wait, you were married. Did you wear aprons to cook? (laughs) (laughs) Actually I once did. Yeah. But it said, um, it, it had cuss words on it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, I met my ex-husband in a crazy rock band. We, we were both in the rock band. And um, so, you know, it was, I was married for five years. And before that, I would say that I was definitely a serial monogamous. There was one period in my life where I dated actively. I decided I was going to try this thing that people did called dating. Dude, it was a full-time job. Like, I don't understand. What is dating? Do you like go out to well, dinner with yes, different people and then yes. they just go home and you go home? 
Well, sometimes we go home together. So that was like, that meant that, you know, you you sleep with different people. Like, you also have to juggle other people. Month. And here's what happened to me is that I, exactly, it felt like that. So I was dating these different people. I was doing it like it looked like you do it. You know, I, we talked, we went out to eat, we went to see a show or we played a show together. Um, we slept together or didn't sleep together and then carried on. But the trouble was, is that I dated several people. And, um, at the time my dear friend was living with me and I said, she came home one time and I said, there's a man in my room. She said, which one? (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's how it was. And, and all of those guys, I was not really interested in instead I was obsessing about one guy that I wasn't dating and it's so it kind of you know I've noticed a pattern with myself it's like um I'm not exactly sure what it is I can't even put my finger on it but dating is very hard for me me too and I know in my past with my past relationship which was not a great one and I'm sure into like a bomb how long but was that one 15 years are you kidding me nope Holy crap, dude. Yeah. Holy crap is right. 15 <laughs> fucking years. I was sick with endometriosis for about, eight, really sick for about seven, eight of them. So I pretend they don't exist. Not really. Whoa. Sorry. That's all right. That was scary. That was scary. Um, I was thinking your mic might need to back up, but am I wrong about that? Eddie, what do you think? Are the levels pretty equal? Okay. So when I was with somebody for 15 years at the end, we like, we didn't really go out anymore. We were always together until he disappeared. Um, but I lost some of myself in that relationship and my voice, I wouldn't ask for things, which is probably why I ended up having to write this letter to say what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But, but what I do realize in this new thing, this thing I'm having, it's not even new. We've been talking for over a year. We talked for over a month before we met in person. We met online, this current person, and we don't get to see each other a lot, which I can't, like, I mean, I would like to see more, but I also like the fact that like right now I don't have to worry about somebody else. All that. I mean, I worry about them, but I think about them, but I don't have to think like, oh, can I go hang out and have a Fatsa Maroney tonight? Or do yeah. I have to check in with somebody? That part's really nice. But yeah, I would de- there's definitely downsides to that. Yeah. That's the part that I'm re-getting used to because I was, I was just enjoying my singleness um, so I was, I was single on purpose, let's be honest for six months. Cause I didn't think I could do a year, but six months turned into a year, one day at a time. And then <clears throat> into another month. And so I went from new year's Eve all the way through the next new year's Eve. And then through, uh, the next month. And at the end of that month, I met my most recent <clears throat> boyfriend and, um, what I noticed was that I had just started being like, Oh wait, like I, I have a lot of freedom here. I'm sleeping at night really well, knowing nobody's cheating on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and it's, you know, it's really nice. And I have all these friends and I have all these interests. And the other thing that I'm very interested in though, is a family. And I was a professional nanny for almost 20 years for a big rock band. And so I raised two children, um, that aren't my own. And 
you know, what, what I've learned from other people is that, well, they, they grow up and leave anyway, even if you, you know, and, um, and, you know, I've been having empty nest syndrome this past, um, year. Yeah. One year, um, as well. And, but I've also, I feel like it's just for the first time I'm living. And so, um, I honestly didn't really know what that was without taking care of people. And I know, I think I talked about this last week and, um, and I'm starting to enjoy myself. And so I have no idea on, I'm going to be honest, I'm 41 and I freaking have no idea how to enjoy, um, myself and be in a relationship and not like disappear. It is hard not to disappear because part of you, you want to enjoy what other people enjoy, right? So you want to do what they want to do. But you also need to learn how to keep your own voice. I don't know how to do it. I have no answers for you. <laughs> I just needed to say that. And the family thing, it's funny because growing up, I did not want a family. I was never going to get married. Um, From a young age, you knew that? Hell yeah. The last thing I wanted was a wedding because that means I have to walk down an aisle and wear a white dress and fuck that shit and dance in front of people. But I've heard you say recently you wanted a wedding and to step on something. I do. <laughs> what do you want to step on? I'll tell you in a minute. And I didn't want kids. And then... Be careful what you wish for because then I got sick and I had to have a lot of surgery and I can't have kids. But I would love to raise someone, to help raise someone else's kids, to be huh. in a family with someone else. I'm really good with kids. You mean as a stepmom? Yeah, I'd be, an, I'd be a kick-ass You step-mom. really would, dude. You are so good with kids. It's amazing. I mean, you, your best self comes out when there's a child in the room. That's true. But it's wonderful to watch. I like other people's kids. And Going anywhere with you and seeing the rock star status that you have with young people is pretty lit. Okay, so I want to step on a glass and I want to jump a broom. Okay. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. <laughs> are these different um, traditions? They are traditions. Jumping. No, sorry. Are they Stepping Jewish? on a glass is Jewish. Okay. And you step on the wine glass and everyone says, L'chaim or Mazel Tov, I forget. But that's about... Uh, see, now you put me on the spot. I don't remember. It's some Jewish thing about okay. like having breaking something and there's still happiness, whatever. I don't know. I'll tell you You could have told me anything and I'd be like, oh, great. This is fun. <laughs> I just like to break shit. So like, it just, right. it just, yeah. and then jumping the room, I also don't know what it means, but it's part of the black culture. Okay. Got you. All right. Um, yeah. So the thing is, is that, uh, I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, I don't know if I saw it on a bumper sticker or what, but it definitely stuck with me. It said something like you have to step out of the life that you have planned and into the life that's waiting for you. Absolutely. And so I feel like, well, I've been married before that didn't solve all my problems. I've raised children before also didn't solve all my problems. So now I'm um, looking at myself in the mirror and be like, Hey, what up? I, I think I know you. I'm starting to know you a little better now. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm very shy about starting to date uh, just uh, uh, because yeah. also I still love this person that, um, I was dating. So that would be in the way, but, um, just the idea of dating. I'm like, Oh, I think cause when we look at dating or other things or whatever it is, we're looking for sometimes, not always, but you know, the thing that's going to make us happy or make us something from the outside or this happiness. And that really does, I'm realizing more and more come from within and we can date and we can do other things and we can have these things, but it's not going to make us better. It's going to make, it's not gonna be the final thing that makes us happy. It's going to increase our inside happiness. I think, and I'm not sure if I'm saying that the right way, but I'm finally saying that it's not about if I have this, then my life is going to be okay. 
I'm okay, and I, then I have this. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, yeah. Everything I order, if you've been anywhere with me, it's probably really annoying because everything's like, can I have this with a splash of something? Um, and I've said your news, right? Your news is about the green tea. Shh, it's um, a secret. Is it really involving green tea? What the fuck? I know, it's very exciting. And I have a green crystal. And so last, um, first episode, we talked about my crystals. <laughs> That sounds dirty. Can we talk about my crystals? I would love to talk about your crystals. So, and With a K? My crystal meths. Not my crystal chicken. No. Or my crystal meth. Speaking of meth, why are the Methodists downtown? Oh, every year the meths, the meth heads come. <laughs> they always have their convention in Athens. We talked to one today, actually. Not you and I. Another friend, but right before CrossFit. They made me right late for CrossFit. podcasts. They made me late for podcasts. Oh, I, should, I didn't know you were going downtown. I would have told you. The Methodists are coming. The Methodists are coming. <laughs> My ex worked in the restaurant world, and he hated Methodist week. Um, I overheard someone saying, I got to go down to first meth. And I was like, oh my God, you cannot like, you can say first prez. But you can't say first meth. You can't. And my <laughs> apparently, I should, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to say that. So crystals. Can you hear them? That's your, your hand looks really dirty right Ray now. Ray, can you hear them? I know. SJ's doing dirty No, this is how you pick blueberries. You tickle them <laughs> off the vine. <laughs> tickle this. Hey, that needs to be a shirt. Tickle this. That's our first shirt. Okay. Slightly spiritual. Tickle this. Um, so uh, I think we had talked about when SJ and I had our first date. Yep. A friend date. That um, First of all, Ray Ray would not sit across the table for me. She sat diagonally. Because <laughs> SJ won't sit in the corner and, and I'd like a corner. It's very comforting. And I like the middle of the room. So I'm not. Gonna- we care more important. To each other than corners and open spaces, apparently, which is huge. Oh my god, that is huge. <laughs> so, manifestation crystal. So, I had this manifestation crystal kit that I had just gotten. Oh, yeah, shout out. Shout out to Annabelle DeSisto of Adderall and Compliments. It's because of her that I first had this thought of wanting to do a podcast and then talking to people about it. And then I was like, let's fucking do it. Okay, it took me from a thought was fall of 2000. Was it this year? I don't know. I can't figure out years anymore, but it's been a while. Not bad, not no, bad. It happened finally. So, I when I first got this manifestation kit, I thought I'm gonna sit with my crystals every day. I sound like a lunatic. Um, they sound normal to me. Okay, thank you. And I'm gonna <laughs> say these affirmations, and it's gonna happen. So the first time when I realized like something did happen, I one was about I'm open to the flow of money, and then someone someone hit me. Well, they didn't hit me. They hit my car, and. That sucked, but I made a lot of money from Not a lot. I mean, for me, a lot of money could be like $15, but mm-hmm. some days. Yeah. But I made some extra money by getting my car crashed. Just a little dent. It's cute. It's got a little <laughs> dimple in its butt. Um, but I started thinking about that today, or yesterday, actually. This idea of manifestation. Believe what you want about manifestation. It's pretty fucking awesome. But it's not like, I'm going to say I'm going to be a millionaire, and poof, it's in your lap. Why not? Uh, I don't know, because the fucking universe doesn't like that shit. That would be lit. Wouldn't that? Yeah. I keep trying. <clears throat> but when I realized that I, these things started opening up, I wanted to be more open with this guy that I'm talking to, and I ended up getting a free life coach. Who gets a fucking free life coach that had me write this letter? That's yeah. it happening. I You have to put in work. I'm getting more calls for, I wanted to do more teacher trainings and trainings for my girl empowerment group, and that's starting to happen. So I'm like noticing like, oh, these things are happening. It may not be the bow you think it's going to be in, yeah. which I think is like the whole thing. Like you can't plan your life. 
You can't plan every detail of how you want it to look because it ain't going to happen that way. I know it's really not. And you know what? I just wanted to share with you earlier today that I was crying and you were so great. You're like, it's okay. And uh, we'll work with that. And you've been so chipper all day and it's been really Thank nice. You. I've been weirdly chipper. Well, I appreciate it. And that's actually uh, recovery and growth for me because um, there was a time where that would annoy the shit out of me if I was, if someone wasn't in the same place as me. Um, so it's actually, what was it going to say? Oh, know. watching your life, watching you manifest things is inspiring me because, you know, when you're going through a breakup, guess what? It turns out, but I, Sarah Jean have this idea that things should be being a relationship in my schedule. I didn't pencil that oh, in. No. Yes, but it's happening anyway. And so um, it's hard to see that anything can be manifested, that life loves me. I've been listening to Louise Hay. Um, there's a really great podcast I listened to recently, and I'll pull it up and shout it out. Whoa, this is like the leaning tower of water. Yeah, Look at this. What are you like, doing? how is this actually? That was a miracle from God. Um, but Whenever I heard you today talking about maybe uh, for our podcast today, we would talk about the power of manifestation. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. Um, but at the same time, I saw you believing it and I borrowed your faith. Oh, my and goodness. it was well, really nice. I have tears in my eyes. Oh. Which doesn't happen often. I think it does. I say that I don't cry. I'm not sensitive. I'm a, I come across like I have no emotions, but I'm the most sensitive person you in the world. You are so squishy. I know. Don't tell anybody except for listening. But um, that really means a lot because I or they think I'm crazy for thinking that or the not enough thing. So like yeah. my thoughts aren't going to be smart enough, strong enough, you know, that kind of thing. So thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And thanks for being who you are. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to appear to be who one really is. And the thing is, <clears throat> is that every day that's different and it's okay. Um, I thought about posting something on social media about how I'm grieving, but you know, I'm questioning my motives on that, but it's interesting how Can on I social, just a second, what are your motives on it? Well, I'm going to make you do what I'm thinking about is that I have really appreciated when people have shared the different dynamics of their life, because what we put on social media is what we want other people to see Correct. and think about us. And, um, and so because there's this idea when in doubt, don't. So I have to share my grief. And, yes. um, and so I, but I did, I started thinking today about, um, what people post on social media and why, because I have actually seen some people put some pretty dramatic things. Hi. Hey. Oh my God. You look incredible. <gasps> Can you come play for us? Oh my God. A child just walked in With and that was the best outfit I've ever seen in my life. Those sunglasses. Like, that's the kind of thing that needs to be on social media only that and puppies. Those sunglasses. I need a pair. That was awesome. Yeah, that was just, God was like, listen, don't be so serious. I know, laugh a lot uh, Yeah. Are you coming back? I hope so. Hey. Hi. Would you like to come say hello and play a song? Is there an instrument with that child? Uh, there was an instrument earlier. Oh. oh, no, this is a second child. So this is a child also in a costume. So it seems like your children are superheroes. Children are superheroes. I agree. We learned so much. From That's a good segue because. Into. Um, well, into how when children walk in, the blues walk out. That's true. Well, for me. You did Sorry. that, not me. <laughs> Someone's hitting me. You did that. <laughs> um, and, and I just like, 
I can get so, I like on the way to work this morning, I thought, God, I spend a lot of mental energy thinking about free will versus free will. Sorry, I'm Southern versus fate. And, um, that can be like such a wormhole for me where I can start to drive myself nutty. And then for example, a child in a cape walks into a room and I'm like, who gives a shit whether life is fate or free will? Let's play a yoga class for kids. I teach a lot of yoga class for kids and they're super fun most of the time. No, they are super fun. Um, except when you get snot all over you. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> one year, my two of my students were learning how to sew and they made the whole class superhero capes with our initials on them. That got lost in the X-Files. I, s- <laughs> I say it got lost in the war. I lost it in the war. In the X-Files. It just came to me. That's good. Oh. But yeah, kids are, that is pretty fantastic to see a kid walk in or to see kids just be okay being doing what they're doing, like a goofy outfit. I don't give a shit. What age does that stop? I will actually know in girls about what age yes. that stops. If you would like to know, a fun fact, it's really not fun, it's a sad fact. Self-esteem in girls starts to plummet age, at age eight or nine, and with the rise of social media, they're seeing it go even younger. Wow. That just really brought this podcast down a bunch. Let's lift it back up. Well, I've been thinking about this. I have a little business. Um, a with, business? Yeah, I have a business with a little girl, actually age nine. She's about to turn 10 um, next month. And we are actually professional lip syncers. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, Can you call it a business from now on, please? Um, probably not because she's oh, damn it. so young. Um, we don't do cussing ones, but we are... We're pretty awesome at it. And if you want to find it, you can look on Instagram under the hashtag Ayla and SJ. So she's Ayla and I'm SJ. And we also have a YouTube channel about it. I need to keep up with it a little better. But um, a lot of people are like, those videos are the joy of my life. And that is what I like to put on social media. So I was thinking, um, whenever I, I I went and cleared out my Instagram last night, I unfollowed everybody that made me feel jealous or less than wow or feelings of FOMO like the only people I follow whenever I look at their stuff I laugh out loud like so that is that's or whatever yeah and so I I'm like fuck that this is my Instagram I'm gonna laugh I I just want to look at me on Instagram and so I'm bringing what I want to Instagram so I think I answer might put a little truth but on your with with hope and I've done that before. I think with hope, because I think there is that fact of like, you know, people put their best self on social media or, you know, you see a, a, a person who it looks like they have this perfect photo that was taken in two seconds and it took hours and hours yeah. and crazy shit going on the, around the scene to make it perfect. But that's what we're looking at is someone's perfect moment or like a fake perfect moment. And we forget the messiness. My pic, well, that's not true. I don't like having my pictures taken. But, um... I lost my train of thought. But we don't see the messy, the real, the truth. And I think that that part is cool. But then there is another part of like the right place to put it. Because I think yeah. sometimes like when something bad has happened. I know when, when my ex, when that shit started to go south, when he disappeared, I wanted to write all this stuff and put it out there. I'm like, right. am I doing that? Because I think it's going to, at that point, I didn't think it would help anybody. I was doing that because it's, I don't know why. But I didn't do it. Yes, and something like whenever you wake up certain that you shouldn't be here, um, here's here's what I've done um, to 
do the next right thing. And I have put up little, during that time, started putting up little quotes, like positive thought quotes and that yeah. kind of thing. And my friend who I hadn't, from high school, who I hadn't spoken to in forever, sent me a message saying um, how much those have meant to her every morning to find because she was going through a divorce and having a really yeah. hard time. So I think in that way it could be helpful. It's, I think it's the way that it's done. It's really nice to see the memes and the kittens and the puppies and the wonder pig. And today I saw a goat dancing on a pig and that was pretty awesome. Um, thank you, Jane, my friend Jane sent mm. it to me. Um, and you know, some of my friends, our main mode of communication is sending each other memes on, on Instagram and, and it's awesome. And I, I definitely follow, uh, a few accounts that really take into the picture, um, vulnerability and, and sometimes having hopelessness and feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, ironically, the social media is what often will propel me into the darkness. That's true. Because I'm like, I mean, if I approach social media with a full cup, then I'm not as in danger. But if I approach it with a sense of not enoughness at all, it is just going to amplify the shit out of that. Yeah, and I go down these, when I am like that too, I go down a rabbit hole of checking. I can go from one person's social media to another to seeing what this person is doing and that person's doing. And obviously I suck at life. Yeah, it is not a good way to mind my own business. No, but I was thinking <laughs> the idea of sharing something personal, I think Insta story is a great way to be honest. Of role yes, that's where vulnerable. I've done it. Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That word is fucking hard it to say. It is so hard. And it's a hard thing to do. So why? They should at least make the word easy to say. No, it I'm actually is be, fitting. It's pretty fitting. Right. Trying to be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's really good um, about vulnerability? Talking about it is Brene Brown. Yes, I loved her talk. Her she has these two TED talks on vulnerability, and one of them was her first one on vulnerability, and then uh, the second one it's worlds different because she actually was vulnerable the first time, kind of maybe accidentally, and then the change in her is visible watching the second one i would like to do a ted talk one day wouldn't that be cool that would be cool i want to do a live show i just if i threw it out there i thought it might happen yeah i'm manifesting one that'd be great or people could just come and watch us we are both holding crystals in our left hands as we talk oh that's funny yeah um my friend she's not really my friend my best friend in my head yeah that's what they call this group that from this podcast she also is very open and honest and vulnerable gosh that's so hard about her mental health issues and struggles and I think that's one of the reasons I really liked and connected to her and she does it in such a humorous way to like not humorous where she makes shout outs to podcasts we really love my favorite podcast is actually um Tara Brock it's T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H like the candy and um and she is a teacher a Buddhist teacher with background in 12-step recovery um and she is also a yoga teacher or she was a yoga teacher and she just gives talks and they record her talks. And she also does guided meditations and workshops. Like, But there's something about her spiritual path and she's constantly telling on herself um, and, you know, coming clean about the way she was raised and um, in a, in a, an environment of alcoholism and then her battle with um, an eating disorder. And then um, she, she just comes from this place that she's, she's been through it. And that's, that to me is, is everything because that is a, um, a really authentic vulnerability that I can, um, I'm inspired by. I realized I used to be so afraid to speak my truth and that kind of thing. And something has shifted. I just don't give a shit anymore. Not that I don't give a shit. I give a shit. I think I can help others, but I like to, I think being honest about it is so much 
more helpful than hiding. Yeah. And whenever I'm teaching yoga, um, like my friend, uh, texted me the other day, she said, I'm really missing you right now. I went to this yoga class and the, the voice of the teacher was very robotic. It felt like an app and, and, um, and I just, I really appreciate your, your voice and, um, and I miss you. And it was, it was just really nice because, um, I, I know when I first started teaching, I needed to look a certain way and I needed to not make a mistake. God forbid I made make, make a mistake. So I ended up being rather stiff, but, um, you know, with all the things I've, uh, I don't want to say been through, but experienced, um, and it cracking me open. Uh, I know that that's what healed me is allowing other open-hearted people to love me back into existence. I realize that in my teaching, well, one, I, again, I teach kids, so I jump around like a frog a lot and make, I'm like ribbit, but don't ask me to do that in front of adults because I won't do it. Could you? No. <laughs> don't ask. I get really mad when teachers do like, make like a horse sound to class, but fuck you when I'm an adult, but I do it all day long. So, right. you know, but when I teach adults, I'm pretty goofy. Oh, uh, so I've never seen, well, I think I have seen you teach I'm adults. I'm a little goofy. A long, long time ago. I yeah. dan- and I do dance in class. Yeah, me too. I can't help it. There's never not a reason to dance. Never not a reason to dance. That's that, a good sentence, right? yeah. And I've been teaching hip-hop yoga, that's and that's really, um, that's really loosey-goosey. And I felt brave enough to bring it to a private client, you know, which is like... It sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally clean hip-hop. Yeah, but it's been really it's been really. Are fun. we going to twerk on Friday? Um, yeah, uh, we, we definitely are. Okay. So I'm teaching a hip hop yoga class this Friday, kids, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. You know what I'm nervous about teaching um, is trance dance, probably because the name. <laughs> Can't take it seriously. I don't know what is so funny about that name. I know. But. My teacher is Shiva Ray. Well, one of my te- many teachers is Shiva Ray. And she, she, I think that's her, she named it that. I mean, definitely a Shiva thing. But if you, if you heard of Shiva Ray, seen her in action, she is, she's pretty much a goddess and she's super, um, actually I met her on a podcast. I had asked um, I said to the universe, speaking of manifestation, See, I'm works, ready, bitches. I'm ready to meet my teacher. And then I was listening to sound true with, uh, Tammy Simonton, something like that. Um, so sounds true is a really awesome podcast. And she had as a guest, Shiva Ray. And I knew whenever I heard her talking, I don't even know what she was talking about. I, I remember her saying something about her being raised near the ocean and her father naming her Shiva. But, um, I knew Wait, just that's from, her real name. Yes, yeah, isn't that oh, crazy? I figured she made it up. No, um, I knew from hearing her voice that she was my teacher, and I, actually, that's a really good thing to remember because that's what I'm going to go with. When in doubt, don't. Because I was, I not a shred of fucking doubt. I knew that was my teacher. I'd never seen her before. And then I flew out to California to study that's with her. Crazy, I know. But trans dance, still like when she leads it, it's really awesome. Um, basically. I would try anything with her, including cuddling with boa constrictors, yeah. which I, I totally did. Nope. And that changed my life. It was the one of the pivotal moments in my life. Now, I had a panic attack before. Absolutely. But by the end of the day, I was cuddling with a six-foot pregnant boa constrictor named Eve. I would not ever 
do that. <laughs> <laughs> During my teacher training, my pivotal moment. Oh my God, this is good. Wait, do you know what this Staring is? into the eyes, laughing? Yes, so I um, had an amazing experience. I'd had different teachers for teacher training, and I ended up with Christina Sell for the last portion of it, and she's incredible if you don't know her. But one of the exercises she made us do, which is fucking torture to me. Again, let's, let's I don't do want this now. kind of shit. So you have to sit... Um, Crisscross pizza sauce. I like to make up the names. I know people say crisscross applesauce. It's crisscross teriyaki sauce or whatever you want it to be. Crisscross holiday sauce. Crisscross. This could go on for hours, so I'm going to check that thing. Oh, we, could totally, I, we try to make this go on as long as we can with my past interns. It's so fun. It's a game. But we had to sit like knee to knee and stare in each other's eyes. And like I, you're sitting now? Like cross yes. Crisscross soy sauce. Crisscross how? <laughs> JK, I'm done. Crisscross ice cream sauce. It's like that band, Crisscross. So makes one to jump, jump. Why is um, this not working? So we had to sit crisscross and stare into each other's eyes for an eternity. I think it was like a minute. I don't know. Maybe it was two seconds. Who the fuck knows? It felt like an eternity. I couldn't do it. I had a boy partner. A gay boy partner. I right? looked into my gaze. I gazed into <laughs> I gazed into my gaze. <laughs> I have such a hard time in yoga classes when the teacher says, lift up your gaze, because all I imagine is holding gay people in my hands and lifting them up. That's amazing. And, um, keep your gaze focused. I, my gaze aren't focused. Anyway, so I had to stare into this person's eyes for however long, and I couldn't do it, and I lost my shit. Dude, um, well, I'm, I wanted to, they say, two big, full breaths. And it always <laughs> two big full breasts. That's exactly what That's it sounds awesome. like. And the other day when I was teaching, I was like, wait a minute. It just sounded like I said that. Um, so I was looking for this podcast. Did you find it? Um, Louise still- Hay, Creating Miracles in Your Own Life. It's a podcast from June 10th. Um, so just the other day. World Summit. That's the name, I think, of the. When this is totally not a thing about podcasts right now, but when you're talking about funny words. So I'm in that annoying person that just started CrossFit, and I will talk about it all day. No, I'm not going to talk about it all day long, I promise. It seems like it's having a really good effect on you. Oh, my God. 6.30 a.m. classes. Let me think. No. Well, you don't have to. Foundations, you have to do foundations classes. And this particular gym, CrossFit Liberate, is either at 6.30 a.m. or 5.30 or something in the evening, and I can't do evenings because of teaching. So and you start together with these. We, there's three people in our class. And then you'll end up, and then you'll end up in a big old CrossFit class. And, but CrossFit words are the funniest fucking things in the world. There's this, there's special CrossFit words. Well, the CrossFit place you work out in is called a box. The workout that you do for the day is called a wad. There's a exercise (laughs) called a clean and snatch. There's the power jerk. Oh my God. Today he was talking about pretending you have a rod in you. Oh and no! Something about double undies. <gasps> Rachel, how do you handle it? I laugh the whole time, and the person that I'm with also laughs the whole time. And, <laughs> and the, the third person is a guy in our group, and he is a clinical psychologist. So he also laughs at these things because we're all a bunch of children. And he had some funny comebacks. And our poor little teachers, this young guy, he's the sweetest guy. He laughed, but his face was bright red. The dirtier we got, oh my God. it was really sweet. Well, what do they expect? It's so Snatch. clearly potty mouth stuff. I know. 
Um, Although my friend didn't think that box was a dirty word. What? Have you been to London? Okay, so wait a minute. Because of these words that are inappropriate to exercise, I'm going to try CrossFit. (gasps) I'm going to try it. So you can come to a a liberation class. You don't have to actually sign up for foundations. You can do liberation. I am totally promoting this gym. Sorry, Let's do that because Jack actually is one of the owners. And he was, I was his first yoga teacher and I'll never forget that yoga class. And as a result, every time he comes to my classes, anytime he doesn't want to do something, he says, it's my practice, SJ. You know who taught him that? Me. And, um, and he's, he's just awesome. Jack Green. I'm going to Liberations tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. Okay. So the name of the studio is? CrossFit Liberate. It is next to a thousand faces coffee on also another stupid word. Dowry Street? Is that what it's called? Mm, that sounds good. I don't know. A street by downtown by the new Hyatt. What, who, wait, I live in Athens. Why is there a Hyatt downtown? Um, uh, because of the Methodists. Because of the Meths. <laughs> the Meths are coming. The Meths are coming. So, you know, I think it's getting close to time for us um, to wrap it up, even though we, I know, because we're manifesting because of our crystals in our hands. Um, so She has crystal meth. Just crystals. Um, So I've enjoyed talking with you today, Ray Ray. I really have. Um, I hope everyone else has enjoyed it too. So millions of listeners. Yeah, and you know, we talked a lot of we talked about some yoga, and I just want to say that the word yoga means connection. And my favorite part of this podcast is that I always feel more connected at the end of a sesh than I did before. I agree. So I hope the same for the listeners. And thank you to Eddie. A big thank you to Eddie and to his podcast. To his podcast. Here it comes. And to his children. Yeah, my children were the costumed ones. <laughs> uh, the Athens Public Think Tank podcast. And your wife's podcast? Is Brownstone Yoga. And that's a week. they're both weekly podcasts. You can get them on iTunes. And you'll be able to get your podcast on iTunes soon. Yay! Thanks to Eddie, actually. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, thanks for mentioning us. Of course. And thanks to all of you. So much. We love you. Peace out, motherfuckers. Deuces.